I Suck at Dating with Dean, Vanessa, and Jared, an iHeartRadio podcast. Sorry, everyone. I was just finishing <laughs> Starburst as I... Uh, what color was it? It was a... Oh, the red one. Red one. Thank you, everyone, for joining us on another episode of Help, I Suck at Dating. I'm Dean Unglert, joined in studio by Mark and Easton. And hold on, I thought you said. Oh, okay, but this... I was gonna do a dramatic introduction. Okay, for you. go go. Well, <laughs> no, no. But I thought you said this guy was single. It's too late now. It's I just assumed that he was. He, was. he was cute. Do it anyway. Do the introduction you were gonna do. <laughs> well, it's too late. Vanessa's here too. <laughs> Come on, hype me up. In studio for the first time since I don't know when. Vanessa Grimaldi. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Feels good to be back, guys. Vanessa, it's so incredible to have you back in studio. It's not obviously. It's not the end of the world that we have to have you call in every once in a while. But just. I mean, having, I don't like it. I'm. Ha- I want to like have. I want to be able to touch you. Your presence, your touch, your energy is all a very welcome thing in this studio. So Thanks, thank you Dane. so much for being here. Love you. Thanks for the car ride over. By the way, yes. I have something in my eye still, and uh, I was supposed to be real cute for dancing tonight, but. It was a very windy day in here in yeah. Los Angeles. I don't have doors on my car, and uh, it was quite a difficult commute for her. Um, I did say we were initially going to take the motorcycle, and then she was like, well. No, there's, no. I love protection. <laughs> so, no, there's no form of protection when you're on a motorcycle. And the battery was dead anyway. Yeah, so. everything happens for a reason. Anyways, we're here now. Vanessa's in studio. Jared's off doing something with, with his fiance somewhere. So the only two single people are in studio. Lots of information on, on Jared's whereabouts right now. Um, we have two very special guests. We have Jedediah Baila calling in, who has quite a few interesting stories that I hope she's willing to share with us. In addition to her, we have Susan Trombetti calling in, who is a relationship expert therapist and has some very interesting and and very helpful um, dating app meeting suggestions for the listeners out there. We have Jedediah on the line right now. Jedediah. Hi. Perfect. Jedediah, how are you? Doing great. How are you? Thank you so much for calling in. How's your day been? It's good. It's crazy. Book tour is crazy. That's right. So you have a book. Oh, congratulations on that. You have a book coming out. Thank do you want to you. do you want to fill the listeners in a little bit on what you've been working on, who you are, and, and then we can kind of dive into it from there? Yeah, so I have a book out right now. It's called Hashtag Do Not Disturb. It came out this week. It's how I ghosted my cell phone to take back my life. And basically the craziest I thing. had uh, people might know me. I, I hosted The View for a while, co-hosted The View for a while. I've, you know, been doing a bunch of hosting, co-hosting over at Fox News. Um, I did a Lifetime TV special, so I don't know where they might know me from, but probably somewhere at some point, saw my face somewhere. Mm -hmm. Um, Yep. Um, Yeah, and so I wrote this book straight from the heart. Uh, I really, I had an addiction to technology. I was Like we all do. Oh, I was insane. It was, I was embedded in my phone all the time, my iPad. I I wasn't having face-to-face conversations. I was one of those people that was watching a movie while I was on my phone, while someone was talking to me, hearing half sentences here and there. It was crazy. And I'm a former teacher as well. And I was just watching what this was doing to kids and just observing kids like in playgrounds, like completely, everyone was on a device on an airplane, everywhere you saw a kid Mm -hmm. or a child, they were sitting, staring into, into an iPad or a phone or something. And it just got me so terrified. And I started to just look into what it was doing to us. And I started to think about dating and relationships and how messed up they've gotten from all this technology. And I happened to have an ex-boyfriend who had a whole separate life in his cell phone that I discovered and well, completely spun my head around like, wait a minute, you know, in the wrong hands, what is happening to all of us in these spaces? Like, what is it turning us into? 
So I want to ask, did you have an intuition that something was going on? And did, how did you manage to find this out? So I did. I saw some signs, you know, he mm-hmm. drank a lot and he had a great family and, um, you know, there, there were positives and negatives. And I saw some signs for sure that were little red flags that I say in the book, I fully acknowledge I chose to ignore nothing major, nothing, you know, that was, but there were little things that I said, wait a minute, is that doesn't quite add up. And a mutual friend of ours said to me one day, have you ever checked his phone? And I was like, what? Mm. Because truly when I say I was so naive about that stuff. I had never looked at a guy's phone in my life. In fact, I had an overseas relationship when I was young. Somebody, you know, went to uh, uh, Latin America for a year. It never even occurred to me that he would cheat. Maybe he did. Maybe he didn't. I don't know. But I wasn't in that head. That wasn't where I was coming from. So one night, he had a little too much to drink and kind of passed out. And the phone was buzzing. The phone didn't even have a password on it. That's how crazy it all was, and I had never looked at it. And I said, you know what? That I had that, that, that friend's sentence echoing in my head. Have you ever looked at his phone? And I picked it up, and I truly, I, I have never been, so, I was in the state of shock. He was, you know, sleeping with other people, no. hanging out with other people, all oh. night long parties in the apartment till 6, 7 in the morning, because we didn't live together, and I would leave. I had to work, and I, he used to smoke cigarettes. He used to drive me crazy, and I couldn't sleep in the apartment. So I'd be like, hey, listen, I got to go. And he'd be like, good night, love you. I'd get a call. Well, guess what? I went to bed, and there were all-night parties all night. He no was way. doing hard drugs, hard, hard drugs. He was selling drugs. Oh, my goodness. He was. Yeah, it was. It how, was how did so he manage to hide all of this? I cannot tell you how many messaging streams I uncovered, and I genuinely don't know how I was able to. I mean, we spent a lot of time together. A lot of this stuff happened between, like, midnight and, you know, the next day. I don't. I guess he never slept because when I looked at him, I was like, wow, this guy never went to sleep. Yeah, of course. And it was all in the middle of the night. Like, I I have no—I genuinely still can't fathom— what how that happened and i was just i was actually like really blown away to where i then said you know i never blame the phone it's not like i walked away from that and was like oh these phones are evil it was just like wow what's happening to us with these phones in the wrong hands Mm -hmm. this is like a gateway to a whole secret life we don't even act the same way in person that we do on the phone i mean i've even i'm guilty of having said things to someone on a phone on a text message i would have never said to their face Mm -hmm. like that So we're just like forgetting who we are. And it got me thinking about dating apps and like what's happening to us. You used to like meet someone face to face and all those first interactions were in person. So you could like feel their vibe. You could hear their tone. You made the eye contact. You were kind of like invested in them from second one a little bit because you had to get to know them to even decide, you know, whether to take it to the next step. Now it's all like everybody's a swipe left, a swipe right. Nobody's invested in anybody because, you know, you, you look at one photo on a dating app and you're like, well, if this doesn't work out in three and a half seconds, I'm not going to bother investing because there's 500 other people in a 10 block <sighs> radius, especially in a place like New York City. Mm-hmm. Is that where so you're based? I, started, I am. I'm in Manhattan. Dating scene here was I just got I got married this year, actually. Oh, yeah, I was going to um, ask. Congratulations. Thank you. I got married this year and I was like, oh, so glad to not be in the New York dating scene. It's so crazy. But, um, you know, and you go out to these 
these lounges or these bars now, and everybody's, like, got the phone, too. So it's like you're on the date with somebody and their phone and all of their mm. contacts in their phone. So all this just started to add up. And, I mean, the book goes pretty extreme. I even get into, like, sex robots because I had seen an interview on a British talk show, and I was horrified. I mean, there was a guy sitting on a couch with a sex doll that he had created, and no. his wife was like, no joke, and he's talking to the, the doll, Samantha. He named her. And, you know, it's, it, his wife was waiting in the wings in the segment. You could see her standing off to the side, and he's, like, touching the doll's leg and, like, talking about how the doll can go into family mode and read stories to the kids. I mean, I was like, wow, this is just – this is crazy. And then I, I, I said, you know, I, I wasn't even sure if I was going to include it in the book, but then I, I did some research, and it was like half of all men say they would, you know, experiment with a sex a doll. doll. And I was like, okay, it's going in. It's Dean, going would you? In. What happened? I'm asking Dean if he would experiment with a, a sex no. doll. I'm going to say no. <laughs> you should say That's no. Gonna be a no you should say no. Yeah. <laughs> You're alone <laughs> in a room and they give you the doll. You wouldn't just kind of see what it feels if like? If we're talking like months months of being alone, of seclusion with this doll, then maybe I'd make a move on it. <laughs> but it would take some pretty extenuating circumstances. Blonde, brunette, like what kind of? <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> Mac, let's, PC, let's does it matter? Okay. <laughs> Did no I question? Joke, though, guys, guys, no joke. Some of the dolls, it's scary. They look very they lifelike, yeah. and they look very pin-up-y. Like, it's like all those guys that, you know, X amount of years ago were looking through Playboy. Now, instead of just looking at a magazine, that's what the dolls look like. So it's creepy, and they feel cold, the guy says. And as creepy as it is, you know there's going to be people that, you know, soon are going to be doing that stuff. And then what? Then where are we at now? Now people are just hooking up with dolls. I mean, it's, it's very scary. Maybe, like, maybe, so then they scary. Could, maybe then they could focus their sexual frustration on the doll, their sexual needs and desires, and then they can use their uh, the, the human interaction. No, as their, their, I'm just trying. I'm just trying to defend. Don't the doll justify people this. Here, okay? Jedediah, I have a question for you. So in your book, uh, well, you say obsessive compulsive tech disorder. I, it's, I don't even know if that's a real thing or if you made that up. but I, I made I, it up. You made it up, I made and I think up. a lot of people can relate to that. Do you feel like that became a quote-unquote disorder that you had after you found out about this second life that your boyfriend at the time had? No, I had I had already noticed. I left my phone in a taxi one day, and I was like mm -hmm. a lunatic. It was like I had left my dog, like as if I had a child that I had abandoned. I mean, it was crazy. I was, I was, I went from being someone you have to understand that used to be really grounded in face-to-face -face conversations. Mm -hmm. It was like a nature girl. Oh, put me in the middle of nature. I don't need anything to being this. And I'm not even tech-savvy. Like, I, I, if I can turn the computer on on a good day, that's like a that's like a major accomplishment for me. So I'm not. I was trying to show people, like, you don't have to be into gadgets. I'm not, like, the first person at the Apple store for the new phone. Mm -hmm. I just I just got completely sucked into this idea of, like, being relevant and being plugged in. Mm -hmm. And, oh, if I don't get on Instagram and somebody else in my profession is on there, they're going to gain followers and that's going to lead to jobs. And I'm going to, you know, I'm going to make myself irrelevant and I have to compete with this one or that one. That I got obsessed with, like, managing all this stuff. And I got used to my life just being interrupted all the time with this stuff buzzing. So I set out to like, you know what, not only am I going to like explain to people all of the really dumb mistakes that I made and how I was missing my real life, but I'm also going to like explain why we're all addicted to this stuff because it's just being programmed by people in Silicon Valley to get us addicted. Like these dudes are sitting there and studying and women are studying behavioral psychology 
and, and trying to figure out, well, how do we get these people into a compulsion loop where they, you know, how many times do they have to hit a button in order to be addicted to a video game or let's figure out how to get them addicted to Snapchat streets or whatever. And we're sitting here like a bunch of puppets. So at the end of the book, people will find, which is the cool part, I think, is where I give some tips as to what I did to kind of, I still have a cell phone. I still have social media. I didn't like go and throw my phone in a river and like decide, okay, we're going back to the telegraph. You know, I, I, I'm a normal 2018 person, but I was like, I'm shutting these notifications off. I'm getting this phone out of my bedroom and it's charging in another room. So I'm not up in the middle of the night on a bathroom break, like obsessed about what's going on in my phone or answering somebody that's going to give me, you know, anxiety. And then I'm going to be up three hours at three o'clock in the morning. And I'm putting the phone on airplane mode when I'm with people I care about so that they actually feel important and I'm not stressed out like, oh, I have to, you know, have this time with them, but somehow I have to answer 50 emails and see what's going on in my social media all at once. Mm -hmm. So little stuff like that. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of the same way and there's this new feature. I have not down or I've not updated my phone yet, but I understand it that there's this new feature on your iPhone where it tells you how much time the screen was on or displayed when you were looking at your screen throughout a day. And I'm almost fearful of updating my phone because I almost don't want to know what that number is. You know, because- no, you should look. No, you have to look, though, because then you'll be scared. <laughs> you'll do something about it. Well, you have to. And I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat that you were, it sounds like, a while ago, where I understand I'm on my phone more than I should be. But it's like, okay, I, well, obviously now I need to read your book so I can understand the process to like me- wean myself off it quite as much as I am. But there, I think- You have to do it slowly, too. Mm-hmm. Like, don't, yeah. like, it's not the type of thing where you go, you know, I hate when people say, oh, I'm just going to go for a week and I'm going to be completely unplugged. That's not a way of life. That's not a lifestyle. No one's going to completely get rid of their phone. People, you, the truth is, the way that the, the society has evolved, you need your phone oftentimes for work. You know, there's, there's, there's necessities involved. And, you know, I get that people now like the convenience of having a phone in case you have an emergency. It's just about balance. And at some point, I feel like it became all about what was going on in your phone and so little of it was Absolutely. about what was going on outside, you know, and, and in real life. So I had a, I was uh, at a wedding yesterday. I attended a, one of my good friend's weddings and she did not allow anyone. We had to check in our phones at the, at the beginning of the ceremony. So it was so nice. And well, I was able to sit down and actually communicate and connect with people at my table that I didn't have to go on their Instagram to be like, oh, I wonder who they are. I wonder what they, you know, it, it was just so nice to have that face-to-face communication which is crazy to say because this is what our world has turned into just so tech involved but what about all the snapchats and instagrams that you none we did none of on? it we did none of it right, you missed out we, we <laughs> there was a photo booth and i think that's why they set it up <laughs> did you have to scroll back later and see all you missed during <laughs> no, this oh, wow, no wow no no. You know, it's funny because you're saying that. I, I We did that at our wedding and our engagement party. We didn't collect people's phones because I felt like people would be reluctant to give it give it up out of fear. Like, oh, what if somebody steals it mm-hmm. and all that stuff? So we had like a little at our engagement party. We had a sign that said, this is an unplugged event. Please put your phone away. And we gave out little cards at our wedding that said, you know, no cell phones, no photos, please. We have a photographer. We have a videographer. We're happy to get you photos. And it's true. Everybody is so engaged because it's almost like, when you have to do it for yourself, when you have to make the decision to unplug, it's really hard. But if something happens and you're at an event and all of a sudden somebody else decides for you, like, hey, you're not allowed to do this at this minute, you, you do it and you're like, wow, this is so liberating. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of people felt that way. And I went to an, a retro 90s party once that I also write about in the book where they had... It was totally retro, all the music, and they had a photo booth, like an old school photo booth, and it's funny because everybody at that party was in a very retro head, and nobody had phones out, but they were all in line to get in that booth. Mm. 
So I feel like when you remove the phones and you don't have people like, I hate when I go to a concert and everybody's phone's up. Now you can't even see the show. Mm -hmm. Everybody's trying to capture it on the phone. So I think it's just like we need to take a look at what we're doing and, you know, what's going to happen after this if we continue this way? People don't even know how to have conversation anymore. I don't know if you guys have this experience, but... Sometimes you'll be like, I don't, I don't know who's dating right now. Like, I don't know your history, but like, if anybody's dating or it's a nightmare, like you're, yes, it you know, is. it's scary. And then you got to worry. I mean, listen, when you read the chapter about the ex-boyfriend that I wrote, you're going to be like, oh, I'm looking through everybody's phone. Well, I've got a question for you. So, so now knowing everything that you have figured out and, and learned, what's your relationship with your husband in regards to his technology and vice versa? Like, do you guys allow, so, uh, open this is really so this is the really funny twist on all this is that I married someone who we dated for like a little about three years. Well, actually, I don't even remember. It was like two and a half years. And then we're married now since February. He's younger than I am. And he is, had the reason he was appealing to me is because he was the guy I dated right after this crazy guy I write about in the book. Not right after there was about a year in between, but he was the next guy. I was so traumatized, actually, after that guy. I didn't date for like a year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I met Jeremy, who's younger than I was. And I was afraid at first. I was like, oh, my God, a millennial like, is going to be so into. He's 13 years younger wow. than me. So, yeah. And he's infinitely more mature than me in more ways than I care to share with any of you. But he's 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 amazing. And he is not on social media. He hates oh, I it. Love that. He does not have an Instagram. He doesn't have a Twitter account. He's not into it at all. He's very, one of the first things I loved about him was that he was super open about his phone. Like he was always like checking, like he would, when he would, he'd put his phone away and wouldn't care about it at all. And then when he would take it out, he would like read it when it was right next to me. So it was very open. And I write about our first few dates actually as a parallel, because we took my first date with him, we spent about seven or eight hours. We walked around Central Park. The second date, we walked the Brooklyn Bridge and all around the city. Then we walked the High Line. We were into these, like, really long walks and talks. I did not see a phone. I can't tell you for how long, like, neither one of us even took the phone out. So I got to know him, actually getting to know him. And I was like, wow, at the time, this is so different from the guy I dated before, where that BlackBerry was like literally, I mean, I, I was on a date with a BlackBerry as well every single night. So it makes a big difference. And, you know, I think, I think people really need to think about, that's not to say you can't find love on a dating app. I don't want to be a hater. I, I have a, a great friend, Sarah, who met her husband through a dating app. Um, we used to host together on The View. She's amazing. It can happen. But I don't want people, I want people to remember like what you do face to face and your interactions really do make an enormous difference and should be prioritized. You, you can text, you can, you know, have your phone, but the people you love need to feel like they're important. And you need to remember that like all this stuff that's what it's turning people into to operate almost exclusively or near exclusively inside a device is really, really scary. And think about kids, anybody who has kids, like, do you want your kids being raised like that? Like they're not going to, they're not even going to be able to ask somebody out face to face because right. they're going to have none of those skills. It's scary. It's scary stuff when you really think about it. Kids definitely imitate the actions of their parents. And if you're on your phones all the time, they're probably going to be doing the same thing. My roommate always jokingly says you have to disconnect to connect. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a pretty important True. lesson there somewhere as well. Tell your roommate to read my book. <laughs> so is your book out now? It is out now. Yeah. Barnes and Noble, Amazon, um, doing a bunch of media actually. We just wrapped a new, like the New York week. It, it it came out on Tuesday, and we're going to L.A. next, so we're going to be bouncing around there. Yeah, it's going to be a good time. Awesome. Well, Jedediah, thank you so much for calling in. 
Uh, we will be sure to check out Barnes and Nobles and, and look for the book. And like I said, I'm, I'm going to read it just so I can learn how to wean myself off of my, what is it, PT, post-traumatic technology? Oh, oh, no, it's oh, no, oh, o- compulsive. OCTD. OCTD. Just think of OC, like think of obsessive compulsive disorder O-C-T-D. and then just add technology in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. so <laughs> you got it. The book is called Hashtag Do Not Disturb How I Ghosted My Cell Phone to Take Back My Life. So Barnes and Nobles, uh, very excited. Have Thank you so much for joining yep. us. Thank you guys for having me. It was a blast. Absolutely. Best of luck with everything. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I think there's some useful information in there. You know, it's funny. I, I have the update on my iPhone and it tells me, it says, hey, if you want to see how much you're on last week, so look at it. And I'm like, that's not true. No, Wait, no how, how that's not true. None of that's true. But was it because no your way. phone was open or were you on at? Like, how does I, that's, it calculate? I, just, I don't know how it calculates You're it, but I de- dismiss denial. it in my brain. I am in denial. I'm like, no way I spent that Can much time Can I guess how many hours? Was it hours? Obviously, it's hours. Well, so. let's see. I haven't looked at the most recent one yet because I also then decided I'm not going to look at it anymore because it's just going to bother me. And it's just going to add more time to mm-hmm, the phone mm-hmm. usage by looking at it. Exactly. I'm down 29% from last week. I'll oh, I was now. down. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I was down. It, the Wait, last so one. it's an, an update on the app on the iPhone? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's called Screen Time. Screen Time, that's what it is. So Okay, so you guys are using it as a tool to improve your, to, to lessen your phone usage is what you're saying. Or is it just like a knowledge is power? I want to know how often I'm looking at it, it. I would not have looked at it at all if it hadn't popped up. Right. But it popped up and said, hey, this is how much. If you want to look at it, okay, I'll look at it. And then I denied it. I oh. definitely like sought it out once that update came through. Because I, I just find myself like I'll go home from work, and all of a sudden like three hours has gone by, and I'm not entertained. I haven't learned anything, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I was just like I was just scrolling. <sighs> you know, it's, it's horrible. Like Instagram, I've spent 15 minutes it's on that app today. Devil. You yeah. have been you have been posting some pretty great Instagram stories lately, though. I must say. Thank you, Dean. It's at Easton Allen. If anyone wants to give <laughs> Easton, I don't even Fuck. think I follow you. Yeah. I'm gonna, Thanks, well, Vanessa. Well, I'm not gonna open my phone right now because I don't want to add more That's screen time. <laughs> I will say, especially as it pertains to dating, though, being on your phone is a a red flag, especially in the early goings when you're like you're trying to learn about someone else. Listen, I dated someone. All he did was he was obsessed with his phone. What was he doing on his phone? Do you think? Because he had been I living think this a second person, life. Like no, I don't life. think he was living a second. Absolutely not living a second life. I think he just had a um, uh, how do you say like an addictive personality, mm-hmm. and I he was just addicted to Instagram and just addicted to finding out things about him. You know, just things online and stuff like that, and it, it was it put a lot of strain on the relationship. Because what, would you would you ever like say like, hey, get oh off yeah, your phone. Like, yeah, and that person knew too. And it's hard to stop yourself, right? Like you go down a deep dark hole sometimes on Instagram. And you're like, oh well, I'm looking. I was looking at like this 80 year old woman salsa dancing, and then she was like doing gymnastics on a on a beam, and I, it was just like so deep into her Instagram, right. and it was like a couple hours went by. Mm-hmm. But actually, I wanted to bring something up. So I um. Do we have time to talk about how pathetic my dating life is? Well, we have a guest on the line, okay. and so I want to get a spot in here. Which spot would you like to do, Mark? Third left. That sounds like one for Vanessa. Let <laughs> me try not screwing because this up Because I'm not again. wearing a bra today. Actually, I'm, I haven't unboxed it. Oh. But I did get my bra today. Let me see. Dean, would you approve if a woman would wear this bra? <laughs> yes, I would approve if a woman was wearing that bra. <laughs> I will be honest, I don't think men typically often look I'm at gonna the... I'm going to I'm going to pee. <laughs> I don't think men care so much about the look. Obviously, that's kind of more oh of, a, of a female well, thing. Listen. I think support and, and comfort is the most important thing, right? Yeah, I travel a lot, and sometimes I just don't want to wear a bra, but I'm like, you know, if ever I do get patted down and stuff, I want to be wearing something <laughs> that's covering me up. Reasonable. So I discovered Third Love, uh, which is basically a super comfortable 
bra. Um, it's a perfect fit. Uh, thousands of real women have been using this, and they they take your measurements. So I think sometimes, like, I don't know if you guys know anything about bras, but you're not supposed to put the clasp on the tightest spot. It's supposed to be, like, in the middle. So I I don't think I was wearing my real bra size for years. My understanding is that most women are not wearing yeah. the correct bra size. Yeah. So Third Love just added 24 new sizes, making the industry leader, making them the industry leader with a total of 70 sizes. The details make the difference from premium fabrics to expert design. And I'm touching mine right now. Super. You want to touch my I'm bra? Touching it. It's actually it's very super soft. comfortable. Yeah. And the color is really great, too. They have like so many different colors. Um, so skip the trip. Just go online. Find your fit in 60 seconds. Online order and try it on at home. It's actually really it's an actually fun, like little um, they ask you for like the comfort of your size and, and, and all that. So it's actually a really fun thing to do online. So no more awkward fitting in the fitting rooms, which is weird. Like I went to this one store and they came in and they're like, all right, we're going to take a measuring tape and start measuring your bras. As Dean is putting my bra on. Dean took on. his shirt off and now he's out. trying out Dean, a bra. I don't think I've ever seen you naked in front of me. Well, I mean, ladies. Feast your eyes on my what is that uh, tattoo on your shoulder? What is the significance of that? DC. John Butler Trio cover Not art. Not that one, the other one. John Butler Trio cover art. Oh, okay. One of my best friends passed away. Oh, John Butler Trio concert. that's it. Okay, I think my bra is too big. For, uh, I mean, too small for you, obviously. Um, so fit finder quiz. That's what you have to do. You go online, you answer a few simple questions to find your perfect fit. It's actually really fun. It takes less than a minute. Uh, I did it right before falling asleep. Third Love <laughs> helps you. I. It works, yeah. That's it helps me. you identify your breast size and shape and find styles that fit your body. Third Love has the most sizes of any brand, and they also have amazing colors. I actually do like this color on you. Cups from A, <laughs> which I feel like this might... No, I think that's a B. Cups from A through H, bands up to 48. Each size is designed specifically for a for perfect fit. 50% of women fall in between standard cup size. So Third Love invented half cup sizing, which is Genius. great. Which I mean, like we have that for shoes and stuff. Why can't we have that for bras? This makes sense. Right? So Third Love knows there's a perfect <laughs> bra for everyone. Dean is actually wearing his right now. So right now they're offering our listeners 15% off your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash Vanessa. Hey, welcome to promo code. I'm so excited. Ooh, what an honor that is. <laughs> so thank you. I'm like, wow. Yep, I've made it. V-A-N-E-S-S-A. Now to find your perfect fitting bra, get 15% off your your first purchase. That's third love, T-H-I-R-D-L-O-V-E dot com slash Vanessa, V-A-N-E-S-S-A for 15% off. And I have to say, I, I'm comfy. wearing this bra. It's yeah. phenomenal. All right. Definitely the comfiest bra I've ever worn in my life. That is really saying something. I can absolutely say that with, with absolute <laughs> Oh my God. So we're now sharing a bra. Oh. Well, come on. Look at all this tubbiness that I got to work out for <laughs> first. Anyways. You're the one that took your shirt off. Well, we know, didn't ask you to. be on Vanessa's Instagram And Easton's. <laughs> Anyways, we've got a great guest I'll coming up I next. Won't, I won't post it. It's I'll fine. save it. I'm, I'm very comfortable with my flab- flabbiness. It's fine. We have a very great guest coming up next. It's uh, Susan Trombetti, who is an online dating expert, owner of Exclusive Matchmaking for iHeartRadio. And she's got some very great sound advice for people that are currently using dating apps um, and, and kind of how to go about that and navigate the most safest possible way. So, Susan, are you there? Oh, I'm here. Hey there. How Hi. are you? How are you? I'm fabulous. Good. So you're joined in studio. Well, I guess you're not joined in studio, but you're on with me, Vanessa, Mark, and Easton here as well. Um, thank you so much for, for calling in. Oh, thanks for having me, guys. I'm excited. Yeah, we're excited, too. So... 
Um, Susan, can you fill the listeners in a little bit more about your background, just and then we can kind of dive into it from there? Oh, okay. So um, I am a celebrity matchmaker, relationship expert, and relationship investigator. So um, I can actually check out the people that you are dating and vet them before I introduce you. So that's a little about me. Uh, they're distracted because Dean is just wearing Dean a bra. Dean is wearing a bra. Is wearing so I'm a bra. like a little, I'm just literally touching it. <laughs> One of our sponsors, and Dean is trying it on, just so you know. We're back. We're back. The shirt's on. still has my bra on. I'm fully supported now. So, okay. So how to stay safe when you meet someone on a dating app? How? Yeah. So, I've, so never, I've never been on a dating app. Um, but I'm actually considering it because I've been single for a year. I think you should. Yeah, and I'm I'm at the at a point in my life where I really want to find someone. I think I want to find it so bad it's never gonna come. Um, so I'm trying not to think about it. But um, I think well, my so next you sign up with me. There you <laughs> go. There, well, because you are a matchmaker. Yes, exactly. So, so um, but you, no, you I know this is like a big topic though, how to stay safe on the dating app. Yeah. So. Yeah, and um, and I guess you guys know that there were there was like someone charged in June with the murder of Cindy Lou, you know, from like I don't know if I can say which dating app, but and then you know there was the other murder this summer. Oh my god! So, like, uh, you guys didn't know that? I've 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 read some stories. I, I think there are quite a few, honestly, which is not good. But right. Right, but I, I definitely understand. I can see the hesitation from someone that's on the dating. Okay, app. so I'm not going on a dating app. I. <laughs> Susan, you're just going to have to find me someone. You can. Well, I would definitely find you someone without a doubt. I mean, I have lots, you know, I I love fixing people up. So, but, you know, you have to turn to a dating app. Just realize, you know, that I I think one of the most common sense things that you could know um, going in, just Googling somebody doesn't, and not finding something does not mean that you are safe with that person right. because, you know, they could have a fake name, right? Mm-hmm. This happens all the time. The last time I checked, you know, like serial killers don't put their real information <laughs> out there, mm-hmm. right, on Tinder. And, um, you know, so people have this false sense of security when they Google somebody. So just like that, that can't be, you can't feel that way. So the number one thing is meet them in a public place. Right. I mean, it sounds so basic, but a lot of my clients are like, tell me why again? Why can you pick me up at my house? <laughs> but, I mean, it's just really common sense. Meet in a public place. Yeah. People, people are too trusting. Yeah, they really are. And don't get in the car at any time with someone I, that you don't know. I always say that. Right? Like, I, first of all, you never know how the date's going to go. So I like getting there with my own car in case I'm like, oh, you know what? I don't know. Got diarrhea. Yeah, gotta go home. Yeah. Like, you know, I have an excuse to leave. That would be your excuse. <laughs> that would totally be my excuse. Unbelievable. So I, I completely agree. Just get there. Even the first couple of dates, right? It takes you a while yeah. to get to know someone. Absolutely. I mean, it really does. And I always say, you know, you have to trust your gut instinct mm-hmm. on the person. Yes. So forget what they're telling you. If you feel that you are in an unsafe situation and you don't know what it is you know as women a lot of times we feel compelled to be nice right we i think this like me too thing is really changing that we've learned a little bit more to speak up but we were like told to be nice little girls and so therefore if somebody's making us uncomfortable we have to be polite a lot of the times we feel no no if your gut instinct tells you something's off get the hell out of there, you know, quick, right? I mean, that's what you have to do. And, um, 
So I, I don't know how many times you may have gone out and you felt uncomfortable with somebody, but that's really important. And the other thing that you want to do, and you mentioned like, right, you shouldn't be getting in a car with them over numerous days, is that you want to listen um, to what they're saying over a, a period of time to make sure that it's actually adding up. You know, they don't tell you one story one time and one the next, right? Because they can't keep their story straight, right? And what <laughs> so, do you think those stories would typically be in regard to? Just like random miscellaneous things or are you saying like specific? Yeah, they could be random miscellaneous things. You, just the thing of it is, is you want to make sure um, that they are telling you the same consistent story. It could mm. be where they work, right? It could be, you know, who their mother is or where they're from. Um, but that's really important. And if you listen, and see, some people just trust too much. And I say before you leap with your heart, you've got to listen mm-hmm. with your head. And so if you just listen over time, the truth is really going to come out. And they may present themselves, or you know, whether it's a, a, a female or a male, as this really even-keeled person. But, you know, you'll watch for their temper, you know, that sort of thing. And, their, you know, their life story. Everybody has a life story. You know, they'll tell you about that time in college. You know, I mean, this is where you're going to find out. Because what you're really looking for is not just, I mean, I think lots of times they're not serial killers on these dating apps. But they are cons and frauds, right? So, I mean, I just investigated somebody not too long ago, and she suspected um, that the boyfriend she was dating um, wasn't really wasn't really adding up. Hmm. And all the stories, like his stories, were his college stories, like you know, being on the golf team and you know, graduating from the school, and then you know, they weren't adding up. And I checked it out. Guess what? They didn't add up for a reason because. He wasn't on the golf team, and he didn't graduate from college. And yeah. So, how do you investigate? Can you oh, so can you anyway. get into that? Uh, yeah, sure. So um, basically, um, I am an investigator for twenty some years. I used to um, liquidate fraudulent portfolios, so I know identity fraud and people that are trying to con. You know, it's almost like my antennas go up immediately. But basically, I have systems where. I, you know, have access to, which gets me straight to the bullseye. But a lot of times, you know, the general population doesn't realize this, but you could get a background check on someone. And I'm mm-hmm. not saying the welfare is kind of freaky. You, you backgrounded somebody, you know, but you can, I think, I don't even know how many states it is for the general um, population out there, you know, that requires, it's only a couple that actually require a signature. But if you have reason to distrust somebody, um, I mean, it's very simple, you know, do one of those like um, checks on the internet and you can find out all you need to know. Um, but I always say that if you just sit around, seriously, this is where your gut, gut instinct comes in. You just listen and, you know, it'll come out. It's just, if you leap before you should then this is where you're going to run into trouble. Um, because, you know, you suddenly, once your heart's involved, you believe that, you know, through rose-colored glasses, right? You'll believe anything they tell you just about. What are your thoughts on, like, social media deep diving in, into someone before you set up that date with them? Because I feel like you can learn a lot from someone through their social media. Mm-hmm. I think so, too. I mean, like, it's, um, gosh, um, what was his name? The one who... Um, Stole Becca's heart. I mean, in his social media, I can't even think of his name. And I watched Garrett? the whole season. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can't even remember his name. I mean, look, if they would have done a deep dive on him, right? I mean, you would have found a lot of interesting things. And I do think. I mean, come on. I, I, if I looked on someone's social media and just saw a lot of um, 
really crazy political stuff or religious stuff or, you know, racist stuff or poking fun, you know, body shaming. I, I think that's really, um, really telltale. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I mean, when I check someone out as a match, I mean, these are the things that I do, and there are companies that do that. But I will say this. It goes back to gut instinct. I feel like you shouldn't Google somebody, right? Because you're not, if there's the biggest amount of information you're going to get is on a date with your ears wide open, right? right? And not, and no more than two drinks. Because right? <laughs> not only are you keeping it classy and sassy, but you're listening and you're listening to what you, your inner self is saying about this person and trusting your gut and you're listening to what they're saying. And, you know, a lot of people just kind of want to pick the, the bloom before the rose. But you can't do that, and you have to realize. I always think that it takes, you know, a good three months before the true person comes Mm -hmm. out, right? So to me, that's what you're really looking for because if you really want to take a deep dive into their social media, yeah, on the surface you can see some things. Um, But, you know, if it's on their Facebook, and that's kind of old school. Yeah, I feel like it's a catch-22 because if you go looking for something, automatically you're going to find something you don't like, right? Right. That's what I was just going to say, because, you know, we do, you know, there are these people that tag you on Facebook and we call it the women that are like kind of peeing all over some guy's page. Right. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But there's a lot of that. And sometimes, you know, that's just some woman that wants to go out with your your guy that you like or, you know, whatever. And guys do the same. But, um, yeah, so it it is a catch-22. And that's why I say at the end of the day, you just have to trust your gut Mm -hmm. instincts. But I think if you suspect anything then you could really go to line up the facts. Right. So I have a question. Would you encourage, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like women were very intuitive um, and we're very in touch with like feeling if an energy is off and if the energy is off, then we're going to dive deep to find out where and why we feel that way. Um, so would you say if a woman is left alone in a guy's apartment, would it be a good idea for her or for guys and in a, in a girl's apartment, would it mm-hmm. be like a good idea to just scan the place to just see sure. if there are any <laughs> red flags? And, you know, for me, like, I want to like, is this guy on drugs? Like, am I going to find drugs oh. in this guy's house? If that if I do, I'm like out. I, you won't even know. I like. I would have just left. And I, like if you see a mirror on the coffee table with like some. some yeah, I mean, it. it could be, you know, I'm like. Could be baby powder. I don't know. But would you suggest it's a good idea to scan the person's personal space? Well, of course. Not, not to, like, go into their drawers and stuff. But. Yeah. Well, I think, yes, because, A, it's going to reveal a lot about them. I mean, when you walk in. So what I suggest, yeah, I mean, the same thing I would suggest, like, paying attention to all sorts of cues that somebody is getting. Because, obviously, their home space is very revealing. Like, are they a slob? You know, who's coming to the door? You know, do do they live like, um, I don't know, like they're in a college dorm room? Mm-hmm. So absolutely. But I don't I don't think it's going to reveal much except, you know, how immature they might be I, for the most part. I mean, I don't think they're going to leave their their coke out on the, the table. If you know what like I mean? Playboys and I, on the or playboy things on the walls. Oh. Yeah, yeah, see, yeah, that's definitely, I mean, I've, I've heard of women complaining like that, like they see all the magazines on the table, and, you know, I just feel like if you're bringing home women, 
you shouldn't be doing that. Um, you, you should make sure that you at least put them in the closet, right? No, I would actually <laughs> appreciate that they're out. More honest. I don't, yeah, yeah I'd, I'd rather, I don't like having to find things out. I'd rather the person that I'm dating just be upfront and honest about something. And for me, it just, it ends up making the relationship end if I find out information through someone else instead of it coming directly from them. So if the Playboy, if they're like off at night with Playboy, then hey, I, I'd rather know than having well, to like, well, open up a drawer and he's hiding it. See, right? There's nothing wrong with it, but I do think there's something wrong with it if it's sitting out on the coffee table. That's like so frat boy or something. I oh, don't know. Yes, what yes. do you think, Gene? I, I mean, agree. That's I, what I'm saying. I personally would never have any, He has that blow-up doll, but... <laughs> that's stashed away in the closet, though. And I'm upfront about it whenever I go... No, I'm just kidding. Um, but that's kind of like... You bring so, her on the date. Yeah, yeah. This is my... Uh, no. Um, but you... To this situation, I feel like, Susan, you you don't really suggest going over to the guy's or girl's apartment or house until much later on in the relationship anyways, right? So hopefully by exactly. that point, we'll have all of that figured exactly. out. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to say, like, the first thing that I heard is, like, you're sitting alone in his apartment. And I'm thinking, okay, no, you shouldn't be sitting alone in his apartment. And um, But, I mean, if you are, I mean, it happens, right? Or you go there with friends and the next, you know, one of the friends doesn't show up or something like that. Yeah, I think everybody should be on their best behavior. And especially, I mean, come on, like, what was it, like, two years ago, Clayboy didn't even have centerfolds in there, right? So, but I just think you have to, you have to be on your best behavior and kind of, I don't know, just listen, this is what I always say. Most people are very traditional. There's only a few people that really aren't. So you have to be prepared for worst case scenario, which is they're going to judge you. And, you know, when dating, I hear a lot of women talk about, well, um, you know, especially if they're single parents. Well, these are my kids, and I might as well put it up front and put it right out there and bring them home. And if they laugh through that, then they're going to stick around. No. <laughs> you have to kind of have, put some romance in the bank first mm-hmm. before you, like, bear all of your, you know, warts and all. You know what I'm saying? So that's how I look at it. But in general, um, I mean, it doesn't make them a mass murder just because they have something like that out. But I, I just think that most people that are con artists, they're going to hide all of that anyway. Mm-hmm. I have a really interesting guy now that has really um, preyed on a lot of women. I, he's just a case that I'm investigating, like I do investigate your date. And he's preyed on a lot of women. And like some of the women, um, one of the women had wound up in psych boards, but some of the women, oh my goodness. you know, have been, yeah, it's crazy. He has like this MO and uh, they have been tremendously duped. And nobody suspected it because that's just it. They're really good at it. So it's mm-hmm. the guys that are uncomfortable, that are nervous, um, you know, kind of thing. Those are the sincere guys, the ones that smile. And the same thing with women. You know, these are the ones that practice at it. <laughs> at, you know, conning you. So because think, women and men alike are I like think it's that. definitely always better to err on the side of caution because all it really does take is one bad experience to slowly the batch for you, right? So it's like, you go on 10 good dates online, and then that 11th one where you maybe get a little too comfortable or a little too careless, whatever it is, that's the one that goes bad, and that's the one that you'll always forever remember your online dating experience from, and the one that obviously could lead to, to more negative side effects in the future. So I think that, that's what you're saying. So maybe like a, a quick spark notes of the top three things for people to be wary of on, going on these online dates um, through dating apps, whatever it is. It sounds like you say meet in a public place, uh, arrive separately and just trust your gut would be the three main takeaways is what it sounds like to me at least. 
Oh, yeah. And definitely, I mean, I would say tell somebody mm-hmm. where you're going and who you're going with. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and then when it comes to online dating, I think the biggest thing I would say is realize that you mentioned like 10 days, that might be 11th. No, it's a numbers game. I think you need to go out. You know, you need to go out with like at least 100 people mm-hmm. and don't lock it down the first three months. Oh, yeah, see, I mean, that's my mistake. A lot of people. Susan, I don't, I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to. I'm either single and really single. I'm not talking to anyone and fo- focusing on my career and spending time with my friends and my family. And then as soon as there's a little bit of interest in someone, I'm like all in with them. And I don't know how to keep my options open with other people. No, you have to keep your options open. Because think of it like this. It takes a while. Anybody's going to tell you that they want what you want. Mm. Anyone will tell you that because you're lovely. They want to be with you, right? And it's all about them getting their needs met. And I'm not talking sex. I'm talking whatever it is. They want to be with you. Well, if someone wants to be with you, you only want to be with the person who is going to make you happy, right? So you're only going to know that over time. Do they want the same things that you want? It's very easy to say, yes, I want that too. Oh my God, you're my soulmate, right? Because you're lovely and you're having fun and it's, you know, it's, it's a great time, but you need to know that person's really going to be there for you. And that is like the biggest mistake I see most people make. Um, you know, they just lock it down too soon and become exclusive. And it doesn't mean that you have to date someone else, you know, if you like someone. But just don't go there and think it's a Think of how many times you break up with somebody. It looked promising. How many relationships, false starts you had, where if you would have just kept it open for like three months, you would have been fine. And, you know. You've been on your way. It's like a series of small exclusive relationships going on. I think right? you, have to, you have to build yeah. a strong foundation before you can start building up. And I think taking your time and building that foundation is very important. Yeah. Um, Susan, well, thank you so much for calling in. Thank you so much for obviously giving the advice to us and the listeners as well. We will be sure to put them into practice if and when we decide to jump into the online dating pool. Maybe, oh, maybe, maybe soon. Maybe soon. Maybe soon. But, yeah, uh, and you can, you can always sign up at exclusivematchmaking.net. That's right. Yep. So if there are any <laughs> listeners out there that want to sign up, exclusivematchmaking.net. Vanessa Grimaldi, if you want to sign up, it's exclusivematchmaking.net. I might make an account Please for you. <laughs> um, but Susan, again, thank you so much for the advice. We definitely are very grateful to have you on. And, you know, obviously, if, if it can lead to someone being more safe, that's obviously very, very important as well. So um, thank you once again. And we will hope maybe thank be you, in Gina touch Vanessa. through Vanessa. Yeah. Yeah, please do. <laughs> Love to have you. All Talk right. to you later. Bye bye. Bye Well, you just, do you still have my bra on? I was just going to give an update that Dean is still wearing did the bra. You, he he needed to loosen so the straps. Oh, did you? Yeah, and he put his shirt back on, but over the bra. <laughs> and you can't even tell I'm wearing a bra. There you go. Third love. I think I probably have A cut, like a 32A, 34A maybe. Yeah, I don't even know what size this is. It looks a, It looks my size anyways the point being third love bras phenomenally comfortable phenomenal you know what else is great i mean look how cute yeah super cute what else is great mark that new podcast spit are you familiar with that well, i am but i would love for you to fill everyone else in. well do you know 23 and me of course you know 23 and me yes and have you has anyone done 23 and me because 23 and me yeah i have as well i was just talking to someone in my uber yes well a uh, guest at the wedding and they were saying how they want to do 23 actually no it was jason it wasn't a guy in my Uber. It was Jason from the show. Oh, Jason, the guy that you're supposed to be going on dates with, right? <laughs> Jason who? The new Jason? Jason Tardik? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hot commodity. First Tanya, now Vanessa. Yeah, he's wow. Like, he gets around. He's like, no. Uh, he like, We met up this weekend, and he was saying, I'm like, well, what's your nationality? Because he looks Italian. He's like, I'm everything. He's like, and I want to spit in a cup and see what I am. 
Well, 23andMe can help you do that. And that's what Spit is. It's a new podcast from iHeartRadio with 23andMe where they focus on the 99.5% that we all have genetically in common. We are not divided. We seem divided, but we're all people. Did you know that humans share 66% of their DNA with a banana? What? (laughs) I did not know that. Yeah, roughly something like that. And so, yeah, people are 99.5% the same, basically, on on a molecular level, something like that. It's just crazy to think about. Um, but anyways, yeah. So check out Spit. It's the podcast that discusses how science and DNA plays a role in our society, our lives, how your DNA story can be experienced today, and a whole lot more. You're correct. Sixty percent humans the- and bananas share sixty percent of DNA. <laughs> I was just shooting from the hip with that. Very one, nice. Too. It's right there. <laughs> um, anyways, the host Baron. How do you say this? Bar- well, that's Bar- Baratunde Thurston. Baratunde Thurston sits with the biggest artists and influencers of our time, including John Legend, Wyclef wow. Jean. Pete Wentz, Vanessa Grimaldi. Wife Clef Jean. Yeah, Wife Clef Jean. (laughs) Oh, my bad. bad. (laughs) Join us and subscribe to the Spit Podcast. Learn more about the DNA found in our spit. Understand who we really are genetically and how we are connected to the world around us. Listen to full episodes now on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you listen to podcasts. To me, some of the coolest stuff is it tells you things about yourself. Like it said that you probably have detached earlobes, and I do have detached earlobes. Stuff like that. Things like you probably have a fear of heights, et cetera. Yeah, they can tell all kinds of stuff from your saliva. So I've taken the test, as we've said before. I'm 100% European, 100% white. Yeah, me too. upset about it's not great i really want to give the test to one of my siblings mm-hmm. and just see if it's a perfect alignment we have extras if you want another one uh, oh i want to uh, do it too we have them. my last name is grimaldi and the princess of the royal family of monaco is grimaldi so i want to know if i'm royalty guys I, you might be sitting with royalty now can we tell that in there because it'll tell you that you're italian it, it'll tell you if there's some uh important person you're connected to oh, really right. yeah <laughs> there's a there's a scare factor to it too where it's like uh, we got a result back and Click here to figure out if you're more or less likely to get Alzheimer's when you go yes, to it. Yes, yes. And the 30 seconds where like the page is loading, you're like, shoot, 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 shoot. Like, am I gonna have Alzheimer's? And you forgot about it? Nah. <laughs> but I'm just saying there is like a scare factor to it. Yes. Fortunately, my results came back more or less positive. I am slightly elevated for late onset Alzheimer's, yeah. so they really couched it. So I think I'm okay with it. They couched it. They did. What does that mean? They softened the blow. They oh, said okay, okay. late onset and slightly elevated. So I'm like, oh, I can live mm. with that, I think. I can go, I can lose my memory when I'm like 90, 95 and be okay with it. But they can also, and it's up to you if you want to find this out, but you know that 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 gene that people have that tells you if you're more likely to get certain cancers? Yes. They can tell you if you have that or not, right. which some people want to know, some people don't. Right. It's entirely up to you. Right. Well, I was scared of that too because uh, cancer runs in my family. Of course, my mm-hmm. mother, I have an aunt who had cancer, an uncle and all that kind of stuff. But all of those results came back. I know it's obviously not an exact science. Sure. Because how much can you gather really from saliva? But it's very, very accurate. And it's like just because it says you're not going to, you're less likely doesn't mean you're not going to get it kind of thing. Right. Um, but anyways, check out Spit. Check out their podcast. It's really cool to see kind of how uh, we're all the same but different. Exactly. Um, yeah. And while we're here and before we get to Vanessa's love life, which I know she's dying to tell us about him. Doesn't exist. Uh can you talk about Thrive Market for a second? Because they're doing some phenomenal stuff over there. I've spoken about how like I'm back into this whole like I went to Bali and the light the the food there is just it's non-GMO like everything you, you can like have an actual connection with the the food that you're eating and so I got back and then someone was talking to me about Thrive Market. So Thrive Market is a revolutionary online marketplace on a mission to make healthy living 
easy and most importantly affordable for everyone um, you can shop for thousands of the best-selling non-gmo foods and natural products always at 25 to 50 percent below retail prices you can get everything you need non-gmo foods snacks vitamins you can get supplements uh, personal care products eco-friendly cleaning supplies the list goes on and on safe and non-toxic beauty products kitchen staples even organic baby food um, which is great kids products and so much more and it's all shipped straight to your door filter the catalog by your values and dietary preferences whether you're a paleo gluten-free vegan kosher what's ketogenic that's a big one i don't even know what that is it's like a high fat low sugar no sugar oh no okay, sugar so, and no carbs wow so clearly mm. they have it all you can shop for 90 plus you can shop for 90 plus values also including non-gmo sustainably farmed fair traded Fair trade, certified, BPA-free, and more in just one click of a button. No more reading labels because Thrive Market does the homework for you, which is great because I tend to eat sometimes things that I shouldn't. And I, my friends are like, oh, like, what's the calorie like? Or what are like, what are the ingredients? I never read the label. You just eat it. I just eat it, which is terrible. But now Thrive will do the work for me. They're the largest retailer in the country that sells exclusively non-GMO groceries. Get 25% off your first order plus free 30-day trial. Keep in mind, Thrive Market's prices are already up to 50% off. And now they're giving you an extra 25 off your first order plus free 30-day trial. That sounds like quite the deal. Amazing. Many of you will be making a grocery run this week or this morning or right now. So why not give Thrive Market a try and shop from your home? Head to thrivemarket.com slash Dean. <laughs> you got this one, Dean. And get 25% off your first order plus free 30-day trial. No code is necessary. Shop around and the discount will be applied at checkout. I love Thrive Market. Thrivemarket.com slash Dean. Slash Dean. D-E-A-N. I'm pretty bad at grocery shopping, so it's nice to have a place like Thrive Market that can help me out. I really do appreciate it. I mean, I love doing groceries, but I also sometimes don't know what I'm I'm ordering. And I mean, I don't know what I'm buying, right? Because right, I don't know, right. like... And I always just buy the same stuff over and over again, so it's nice to have a curated... Yeah. Like, get out of that rut you're in. Oh, yeah. That, that You guys saw me take my shirt off earlier. It's not I pretty. didn't get a great view because of the monitors. Yeah, I mean, but... just go on my Instagram. Like, yeah. Straight <laughs> yeah, on. Yeah. Can't wait to get... I don't know. All right, Vanessa. <laughs> yes. Your love life. <sighs> Fill us in. I mean, well, I want to... Let's start with the wedding that she was just at this past weekend. Yes. Yeah. So does any do any of you watch Big Brother? I have. I didn't watch recent seasons. Okay. So Justin Cody, Jessica Graff and Cody um, Nixon were on Big Brother. I don't even know what season they're on, but they met on Big Brother, both going on to win and not thinking of having a showman. They ended up falling in love, um, got off the show, applied for The Amazing Race, ended up winning a million dollars on The Amazing Race. And um, got engaged soon after, got pregnant, and they they're now married. They got they said their I do's yesterday, and um, so she's I don't know how many weeks pregnant, but lovely wedding, and uh, it it was just so nice, I guess, to be reminded that love does exist. Oh, did you cry at the wedding? Oh God, yes, I did. Continue, <laughs> but it was a lovely wedding, and uh, like I said, we were um, asked to give our phones up at the beginning of the ceremony, mm. so it really forced us to just be in the moment and uh, enjoy each other's company. Danielle Malpy from my season was there, Caitlin Bristow was there, and then some people from Big Brother, too, so it was just nice to 
Didn't last connect. week you said that you would take me as your plus one? I did. What happened to that? Um, I had someone else. Uh, well, tell us about this person. Oh, well, I'll do it on a separate episode. Oh, boo. Yeah, I agree with the boo. Come on, I always talk about my dating right. life. I'll, I'll find. I'll... We'll tease it then. So next week's episode, which will be next week, right? Yes. yes. Next week's episode, Vanessa will do a deep dive on this man that she took to the wedding with her. Do we know this man? Listen, maybe some of you might. Oh, good. Okay. I, I'm excited to hear about um, it. But, you know, I'll also talk about this last, like, guy that I was dating and how it didn't work out. We'll talk about that in the next episode. In a safer environment than this one because there's three guys and one girl. Exactly. When we were off air last week, I was talking about how I was dating this guy, right? Who was I talking to about this? Anyway, that, is, that doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> so no more dating for Vanessa. Every, you know what I found? Every time I update you guys off air about my dating life, it ends up failing like a week after or two weeks after. Oh, that's so not I'm good. So I'm not telling that's you That's in your head. That's not true. Yeah. Here's the question. Has this, was this guy that you went to the wedding with, has he been part of a nationally televised reality program? No. No. I feel like I'm start. hyping this up, guys. No, you're not. You're not hyping no, it up I am. enough. Was it a date date, though? Was it clearly... Clear to both of you that it was a date. Uh, it sounds like yes. It sounds like he was just as excited to be there as she was to have him there. That's nice. Okay. Yes. Did you, oh, did yeah. Did you guys kiss each other? We did. Did, did he kiss there you? There was kissing? There was kissing. There was kissing. There was tongues? Definitely tongues. Oh, my right. gosh. That's that's big news. That is that's big news. big freaking news. Excellent. All right. Well, so and after the wedding, you guys went out all together in Hollywood, right? No, that was the day before, oh. and I know where you're getting into. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. <laughs> that was the day before. Um, no, after the wedding, we were so tired, we all went back so, home and slept. Okay, so this trip to Los Angeles, you had spent some time with some other Bachelor Nation people. I met some new people from Becca season. About, tell us about that. Yeah, so I met Blake and Jason, Okay. and I met um, Jordan. Yeah. Hilarious. Is he? Mm. He's funny. Okay. And... Um, what was his name I was telling you in the car? Uh, the tall guy that was on... Grant. Grant. But he's not. He was not on Becca's season, but I met and Grant Daniel as well. Maguire. And Daniel McGuire. Yeah. So, so it was... A real it was, interesting mixing, mixing of like seasons and... Yeah. And then there was also um, a new couple off of the new Big Brother season. Angela and Tyler. Lovely. I feel like I should go on... If, the relationships actually end up working out for these people. Were there any other uh, relationships brother. or sparks flying that night in Hollywood that you No, noticed? if you're asking about Jason and I, no. About, what about any other people that were there as well? If you're asking about Jason and I? Well, wait, she had a date the next night, so that wouldn't work, right? Well, I'm just there's, yeah. you know what I'm talking about. I know. Well, why don't you tell me what you're talking about? I know what you're talking about. Were there any sparks flying between a certain runner-up of the most recent season and a certain foreigner from a past season as well <laughs> that might have also been on the same season of bachelor in paradise with me that you dated that i dated yeah uh well i think i Let's, honestly i don't i don't know i didn't i didn't i don't know but um sparks flying between blake and christina is what we're talking about well christina was with us okay but i i don't know if there were sparks flying you didn't witness any sparks necessarily. This is not the, your story was, to tell. It's not my story. But, but they weren't lovey-dovey with each other. Okay, I can tell you right, that. Just they weren't from an holding hands. They weren't like kissing and stuff. And I mean, I was sitting next to Jason. People probably thought I was dating him. I mean, you are dating him. I'm not dating Jason. <laughs> so Jason's Jason was not, not the guy that you made out with the next night. No. Well, not. We did, yeah, not made out with. Not yeah, the other thing. Right. Yeah. The what thing? The what? <laughs> 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 okay, so I guess. So how is that though? Going out with everyone? Because it's like always kind of a uh, of a big endeavor to go out with that many people from the franchise. It was nice. Um, 
I mean, I'm so far removed from what's happening in Bachelor World and like all the gossip and who's dating who. And it sounds like you're more ingrained, ingrained in it than I am. You going out with uh, you're your going best friend is Nick. Stars tonight. Nick and I are great friends. Yeah. Yeah. So that doesn't mean anything. Well, I mean, your like, best friend's Taylor. Uh, that's true. That's true. Yeah. What's her last name? Nolan. Nolan. I did. I was yeah. Taylor Mocha. That's obviously her last. No, 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 no. Um. Yeah. I just. So uh, I guess I'll kind of get into it. I was dating someone, and uh, I honestly thought, "Hey, I'm gonna. This is like the guy. I like this guy, but I knew it wasn't gonna go anywhere." This is the guy you've talked about on the show before, very no. vaguely. No, no, no I don't guy. think I. I don't think I spoke. I don't think I've ever no. mentioned anything about this guy. Oh. That's how much I was like, I know it's not going anywhere. Right. And then last week he just drops the ball. Was like, I don't think I want kids. And I'm like, or I don't know if I something about kids. And I'm like, dude, who is even thinking about kids? Mm. And I don't know if that was like his way of saying I'm not into you anymore. Mm-hmm. Let's stop. Probably right. No, I'm. I'm yeah, Easton is like, yeah, yeah. yeah that's probably probably it. It seems odd to blurt out of context. Were you talking about kids at the time? Never. Never once. He brought up kids. So he got some sort of commitment phobia, I and guess. that's how it came out. But it the, manifested the itself. Thing, the thing that annoys me the most, and actually it's kind of Susan, what, talk, what Susan talked about a little earlier, was early on with Vanessa, he was saying, I can't wait to have kids. I'm yeah. so excited to be a father. And now he comes out and blurts out this. Yeah. like I mean. Well, that's strange. Right. So, and I didn't put any form of pressure on on. And I even said, I'm like, I never thought it was going to get anywhere serious between us. But anyway, I'll, I'll next episode, I'll get really more into conversation about that. Good tease for next week. Yes. While we're here. What's up? For this week. Mm-hmm. And since it's very topical in the news right now. Oh, Pete. Oh, would you care to comment on Pete and Ariana? I, so I found this out while I was at a wedding yesterday. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, my God, love exists. And then they end up, uh, Pete, what's his last name? David, <laughs> Davidson. And Ariana Grande. I I was actually surprised. I was surprised as well. It seems like the internet had like a resounding, eh, we saw that one coming. I was surprised only because he was on the Stern show a couple of weeks ago. Talk, and really, at this point, maybe 10 days ago. Hmm. Talking so eloquently about his love for this woman. You listen to Stern, uh huh. Okay, and how he'll they'll make it work through anything, and how uh, she's the greatest, and how it just seemed okay with those two. And then she was there at NBC on Saturday night for Saturday Night Live, hmm. and then Sunday we find out it's all over. It was very strange. I was kind of taken aback by it. Having said that, I, I never really had high hope from this from the beginning. I like did. when you first hear I about this, did. you did. I did. I'm a hopeless romantic, and yeah. sometimes like, hey, I got engaged off of The Bachelor after meeting someone for three months and barely getting any time with them, and I actually thought, this is going to work. So why why do we think sometimes you dated someone for five years, and then you get engaged, and then you get married, and that's the person you're meant to be with? And, you know, like, sometimes relationships speed through things quicker. Sometimes, but don't those have a higher possibility of failure? <sighs> I don't it's like a, know. It's like the life cycle of a star. It starts out, becomes like, what, this <laughs> bright, burning, fierce giant, and then it collapses <laughs> on, on itself like a black hole. That's a great analogy. <laughs> it's beautiful, Dean. Thank you. <laughs> That's <laughs> actually really good. Anytime, anytime I'm going to add in a cosmic reference, I'll definitely be sure to. Um, I'm a little sad, because especially like Pete Davidson gave her his father's uh, dog tags from when he was a firefighter back in New York, which is like a big, touching thing. That's a big too. deal, yeah. Um, the tattoos, so many mm-hmm. tattoos. A lot of tattoos. Oh, he has tattoos of Ariana. They both have tattoos yeah. for each other, but wow. he has her little 
um, silhouette on him, like with the mm-hmm. Playboy bunny ears. I think that is, one's covered up at this point. Oh, it is. Is he this a, like a break break or like we're going to go our separate ways, but figure it out? What I read was break break, break, break. but who knows? I mean, she has a song called Pete Davidson on yes. her new album. I mean, how and crazy. And that's so that's funny. funny. He was on Saturday Night Live and was like, dude, you guys know I have no royalties on this song. So if ever we were to break up, he's like, and we will. He's like, no, we won't. He's like, if ever we were to break up and then like I'm shopping at like Costco and I hear the song Pete Davidson, come on, like I have no royalties on this song. Well, That's I think, so funny. I think it'll be okay. But I, I will say, like, Ariana's obviously had a tough year with the whole Mac Miller thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and when was the uh, the shooting? A year, was that a little a over year a year ago. ago. It's a lot. It's but a lot. it's interesting, that, to Mark's point, that they are both are talking so highly of each other publicly, and then within a matter of hours, days, they just collapses. Well, yeah. listen, being in the public eye, Nick and I, we knew we were going to end our relationship before, obviously, the statement came out. Um, but that was like a time that we wanted to, you know, we didn't want people to know before we were ready to make that statement. And maybe wherever, you know, she, she had an appearance, she had an appearance, maybe those things were pre-booked and planned. So, okay. So here's the situation for you then. You and Nick have privately decided to separate, not public yet. You get booked for an interview before you publicly. I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. Say you couldn't get out of it. Mm-hmm. There's no way to get out <laughs> oh, of it. okay. It was with and Diane Sawyer on 2020. Yes, you're 100% going oh, to Oh, yeah, interview. if I'm on 2020. Do you sit down, and when she's asking you questions, how's your relationship with Nick, blah, 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 you, I think would I, you answer positively, or would I, you? I would be honest. I mean, I was honest from the get-go about how hard I, really, you know, how hard I was coming off the show. I, I would be honest. Um, I don't know. Like but That's the point I'm trying to make, is do you think that the pressure of the interviews that they're having with whomever it is, that they're talking that other person up because they have like an obligation to almost in an interview? You know what I mean? Yeah, maybe. Mm, mm-hmm. And then, like, that's kind of why, like, it, it seems like it, ha- it fell apart in right. a matter of 24 hours. But right. in reality, that's true. He's not going to go on Stern and say, well, it's not going great. Right. I'll be honest with you. Right. Well, Things I feel like are... on Stern, you could. You could do that. You could, but I think that would end it. Yeah. 100% it would end it. Yeah. And they maybe want to end it on their own. Thing. So, what was it? I didn't read the article. What was it? It was just moving too quickly? Way too, too much, much too, too fast soon? is what it said. Yes. Too much too fast. Yeah, but there weren't a lot of details. Yeah, I don't see why they would have details. But that just means Ariana Grande is single. Gives me some hope. And, you so. know, but it's interesting because you guys have both been through uh, breakups that People Magazine cared about. Yes. Yeah, isn't that weird? <laughs> this guy. I'm of. like, yeah, wait, what? Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. So, so, but you're saying it break, you break up and then the statement comes out later. So that's why I, I find it weird that they were together on Saturday night backstage in NBC, and then Sunday the, the, the statement comes out. Like, she could just stay home. No okay. one would have said so anything. So maybe, okay, this is my analogy. Maybe they're like, we're not ready to, you know when you're just like, oh, let's take a step back and reevaluate things? In the public eye, people, it's black or white. Like, the area of gray, fans don't want that. They want to know, like, are you in or are you out? Right. So maybe they're, like, out to the public. Like, we're done with each other, but we're they're actually still going to, you look at like G Easy and Halsey, they called it quits and then they like secretly got back together and now they're publicly. So together. it's almost yeah. a conspiracy kind of. It, it, I, I wouldn't say a conspiracy. But just... they're they're do, they're faking their breakup to get out of to get the glare off Ooh, of them smart. a little bit, get the spotlight or off. Maybe of them. they were, maybe yeah. they appreciated the spotlight so much because when they announced the relationship, every day E News posted like three pictures. Of yes. Them, and now that their pe- people are talking about them again, and then maybe like that's their plan. Granted, <laughs> <laughs> Ariana Grande and Pete Davidson and enough people are yeah, already talking about them. They don't well, that. Ariana, Pete was nobody before she came along. He was still like a regular on Saturday. Yeah, is a regular, yeah, but, but he's so is Beck Bennett. Nobody ever talks about Beck Bennett. Who <laughs> exactly? Yeah, exactly, who's that? <laughs> that's a good point. But I do. I, that's an interesting theory, like a conspiracy theory, that maybe they're announcing a breakup so that way they can, un, like behind, under the radar, kind of like 
work on the relationship. Mm-hmm. I hope that's true. I, I, I like I like them I together. I really like them together too. Uh, I have an email for you too. It's from Lavender. Oh, beautiful name. I that love is a that beautiful name. name. It's so relaxing. She says, "I was heartbroken last year, and since then I've had a lot of pretty crappy dating experiences. I'll admit to having trust issues when it comes to guys, and I keep my guard up." My current situation is I'm not seeing anyone or interested in anyone right now. I have a one-year-old daughter about to pick up a second job, go back to college next semester. I'm so busy trying to find time to work out, sleep, run errands. I don't have time to think about going on a date. When I eventually do meet someone I'm genuinely interested in and dating, how do I approach that? What do I do? I'm only 19, but I do want to get married eventually and have one or two more children and definitely want to still be in my 20s, early 30s when that happens. Mm-hmm. I'm letting God take the wheel on that one, not trying to plan out my future too much. Help, I really suck at dating. Oh, That was a, a left turn for me halfway same. through this email. I like circled that. Um, first thing that popped up when I was reading this is when she was saying, uh, I want to have one or more, Lavender, when you're saying I want to have one or more children, one or more, two more children and definitely want to still be in my early 20s or 30s, scratch that out like put that into a ball throw it out having a timeline is so disappointing i'm 31 super single i i I don't i want those things too and i know it'll eventually happen when it happens but having that timeline is just gonna put so much stress on you on yourself and you're gonna end up with someone that you might not you shouldn't that's really true might not be that's true um and the fact that you're 19 Girl, you got so much time, and I hate, I hate when people tell me that. I'm 31, they're like, oh, you're young, you have so much time. But when I was 19, people would tell me that too, because I wanted those things. I wanted a family, I wanted to date, I wanted to find someone. And looking back, I'm happy I went through the heartbreaks that I went through and the experiences that I went through to be able to be the woman that I am today. It all makes sense. So my advice is, if you're good job for for going back to college next semester and focusing on yourself, you have a one-year-old daughter, God bless, just enjoy this time to yourself, I would say. And I, will, I will say the one thing that she probably doesn't want to hear is that it's going to be difficult for her to date as a single mother. I, I never said that. No, yeah. I, I'm saying that. Yeah. Like, it's going to be, it's like, as a 19-year-old man, I could not imagine dating a girl my same age you have a daughter because of the added responsibility. Right. Like, De- I, I can better take care of myself then. I can better take care of myself now. Depends where you live, though. Where Do we know where she lives? I don't know where she lives. I mean, if she lives in California, that's a different story. But It's just so much for a 19-year-old to have on her plate. This is a, mm-hmm. this is a very full plate for and a teenager. And she sounds lavender. You do sound like a very strong woman. You sound fantastic. Mm-hmm. And you sound like an amazing catch for anybody out there and that person is out there and you'll find that person when the time is right i would say the fact that you emailed this podcast about this means you're stressing about it yeah and you shouldn't be and i know that you can't just turn that off but focus on what you need to focus on focus on that wonderful daughter of yours focus on the jobs focus on college focus on you Mm -hmm. everything else is going to fall into place focus Mm -hmm. on this podcast (laughs) because who knows maybe we'll help you get to have maybe maybe (laughs) but i mean that's the unfortunate truth is it's going to be hard for her to date at that age um but again yeah don't focus on on dating someone if and when that person comes along they'll fall into your life as seamlessly as as it needs to happen. Just be the so. best lavender you can be. <laughs> Absolutely. I love that name. Well, anyways, that'll do it for this week's episode. I, I take it, right? 
I think that'll do it. That'll do it. Big thank yous to Third Love. Um, go to thirdlove.com slash Vanessa now to find your perfect fitting bra. I'm wearing her perfect fitting bra on me, and it fits me pretty pretty well. <laughs> uh, get 15% off your very first purchase. Be sure to check out uh, Spit, which is a podcast by 23andMe on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, big thank you to Thrive Market. Go to thrivemarket.com slash Dean and get 25% off your first order and a free 30-day trial. Big thank you to Susan Trombetti, who is with ExclusiveMatchmaking.net. Be sure to put those uh, online dating tips into action. Uh, of course, thank you to Jedediah Byla. Uh, be sure to check out her book, do not, hashtag Do Not Disturb, How I Ghosted My Cell Phone to Take My Life Back in bookstores now. Be sure to check it out. Big thank you to Vanessa Grimaldi uh, for being here in studio. We love it when you're in here. You're the absolute. So great to have you here. Leave. But uh, hey, guys, tune in to this week's episode and next week's episode because next week I'm going real deep yes. into so, my dating life. So and next week it's going to be just Vanessa. Yep, just me. Hosting all on her own. Uh, but we've girl, got some really good people com- uh, calling in. Oh, great. Yeah. I'm excited. Very to excited about it. Uh, Am I going to be here for that one? Sorry? Am I going to be here for that one? Uh, I, you better be. Can't wait. We should maybe just make it a, an entire woman. Well, I mean, there's something studio. to be said for that. Yeah. yeah. I think Amy's going to be here. Okay. So, um, yeah, I'm going to well, dive deep into my dating life. I'm excited to listen to it. I'm not going to be here. I'm going to be in Mexico. But be sure to email us, isuckatdating at iheartmedia.com. That's the email address, right? That's it. Always has been. Always will be. We love hearing the emails. Best of luck to you, Lavender. Um, anyways, yeah, tune in next week for Vanessa Grimaldi's solo episode. I'm excited. And you should <laughs> so be, too. Maybe next week we'll see a little Who bit better less. to host? Help, I suck at dating. <laughs> That's, I don't think there's anyone more qualified. <laughs> I'm not even insulted. <laughs> tune in next week. Help, I suck at dating. Love Maybe you guys. Maybe we'll suck a little bit less. There we go. Follow Help by Socket Dating with Dean, Vanessa, and Jared on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts.